Hello and welcome. We're glad you're here for another Peter's Children Adventure. Mrs. Hicks Goes to Church is the title of this week's story. You may recognize the last name of Hicks. If you've been with us for any time, the name sounds familiar because of her son's name, Todd Hicks. He's that mischievous, fun-loving, loud but lovable character who is Pearson's good friend. You might also remember that in a recent story, Todd came to believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, as it says in John 14 of the Bible. As usual, in the story, there's a line from a hymn or a hymn title. If you recognize it, email your answers to whimsywins at gmail.com. And if yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, we mentioned that we hadn't had a winner for two weeks. Well, that all changed this week. We had lots of winners. Even though we normally just award one prize, we figured that anyone who sent in an answer from last week's story would get a prize. That isn't what we normally do, and we won't do it again anytime soon. But it was a lot of fun for us to mail out a bunch of prizes. The name of the hymn from last week's story was Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. From the story, Pearson is worth more than a sparrow. Here are the names of the winners. The first six names are siblings, Gally, Knox, Weston, Gracie, Matthew, and Luke of Loomis, California, Chloe of Concord, California, Eliana and Jenna of Little Rock, Arkansas, Ari and Lucy of Pleasant Hill, California, and Jeremiah and Isaiah of Alamo, California. So let's give a big cheer for all the winners. was a lot to cover, but now it's time for the story. Mrs. Hicks Goes to Church With only one week left in the school year, Daddy Peter set up a tent in the backyard for a campout with Pearson and Penelope, which would begin after school on Friday. Daddy Peter's plan to set up the fire pit for hot dogs and s'mores, and they would even project a movie to watch under the stars. Pearson and Penelope could think of little else but their weekend plans all week long. And they talked about it all week long, too. At lunch at Evergreen Elementary, Pearson sat in the cafeteria with his good friends Finn Wells and Todd Hicks. Pearson chattered nonstop about the weekend backyard campout Daddy Peters had planned. Todd was exceptionally attentive and listened to the plans without interruption, finally adding, Piers, that is so awesome. I never get to do stuff like that. Pearson's heart instantly felt sad for his buddy. Without saying it aloud, he made a mental note to ask Daddy Peters if Finn and Todd could join them on their campout. It is awesome, Todd. Maybe someday we can all do something like that together. Popping his last cheese puff into his mouth and crushing the bag, forming it into a ball, Todd hurled it toward the nearest trash can, dunking it on his first try. Dude! Hole in one! Todd yelled excitedly. Soon Pearson and Finn joined the game, and before too long, several of the other boys were playing hole in one with all of the food wrappers. Mrs. Witters, the cafeteria worker, had heard the commotion and marched right up to where the kids were standing in line, waiting to take a shot. Boys, this is not an appropriate game for the cafeteria, Todd answered. Sorry, Mrs. Witters, but I have to tell you, it's pretty exciting to get a hole in one. You've got to give it a try, too. He held out an extra lunch wrapper to Mrs. Witters. Pearson looked nervously at Mrs. Witters. He was surprised that his friend would act so brazen by asking Mrs. Witters to join the game. But then again, his surprise was short-lived, remembering that Todd was a pretty loud personality. 
and he never hesitated to say what was on his mind. Pearson stood wordlessly as he looked at Finn, who had a nervous smile plastered to his face. But they were shocked when Mrs. Witters reached out, grabbed the wrapper, and formed it into a ball. She tossed it over to the trash can and sank it for a hole in one. Yo! Mrs. Witters in the house! Todd reached up and gave Mrs. Witters a high five. <laughs> Mrs. Witters cracked up. <laughs> Todd! And began doing a little jig across the cafeteria floor. By then, Mrs. Witters had gotten everyone's attention in the gym, and they were all laughing. <laughs> well, not all of them were laughing. There was one person who didn't look too impressed by Mrs. Witters' athleticism. That was the principal, Mr. Steely. He didn't look too happy with Mrs. Witters. Okay, boys, time to go. Everyone head off to class. Mrs. Witters had suddenly rediscovered the adult Mrs. Witters, the cafeteria worker. Pearson, Finn, and Todd headed off to their science class, but they couldn't stop talking about Mrs. Witters' unexpected athletic prowess. At the end of the school day, when Pearson and Penelope began walking toward the bus, they noticed Daddy Peter's car at the curb, not too far from the bus. Daddy Peters was in the driver's seat, signaling them to hurry up. Delighted to see Daddy Peters, Pearson and Penelope raced toward the car. Daddy Peters, what are you doing here? Penelope quizzed. I figured you and Pearson might want to run a couple of errands for the camping trip tonight, Daddy Peters answered. Hey, Pearson, see you on Monday, buddy. Pearson looked up to see Todd and Finn getting ready to board the bus and waving goodbye to him. He waved, but then he remembered he needed to ask Daddy Peters a question. But he better ask quickly before the bus drove off. Daddy Peters, can I invite Todd and Finn to our camping trip tonight? Pearson asked. Without hesitation, Daddy Peters said, Sure, buddy, you can ask him. But for right now, let's run our errands together. With a, Yahoo! Pearson took off to talk to Todd and Finn. Hey, guys, you want to come over tonight for our camping trip? Daddy Peters said you can if your parents say you can. Their eyes lit up. Todd shouted so loud that almost everyone on the bus heard, Boy, do I ever! I'm going to ask my mom. Finn said he would ask his parents too, but he didn't say it quite as loudly as Todd had. The boys all high-fived and Pearson walked back to the car. Daddy Peter started up the car. Here's the plan. We're going to stop at the grocery store and pick up some jumbo marshmallows and hot dog buns. Mama Peter said to pick up some popcorn too for our outdoor theater. I think we'll watch The Amazings Part 3. Pearson and Penelope could hardly wait. After purchasing their supplies, plus a little bit of extra candy, they drove back to the Peters' home where Pearson and Penelope raced inside to say hello to Mama Peters and Patience and Priscilla. Their baby twin sisters greeted their older siblings enthusiastically. Mama Peters, who had been in the middle of baking brownies, was pulling them out of the oven when the children walked into the kitchen. The brownies, which would be used to make ice cream sundaes, were on the campout menu. Penelope and Pearson hugged Mama Peters, and Pearson told her about their two extra guests that would be joining them for the backyard campout. Mama Peters answered, I'm already ahead of you, buddy. Mrs. Hicks and Mrs. Wells already called me and gave permission for you guys to hang together tonight. Thanks, Mama Peters. I can hardly wait. Mama Peters turned to Penelope. Sweetie, I was wondering if you wanted to have our own special night. We'll do a ladies' night with ice cream sundaes, manicures and pedicures, and a movie. What do you think? Penelope looked thoughtful before answering. Well, I was looking forward to sleeping in the tent with everyone. But Daddy Peter said he'll leave up the tent for the next few weeks, so a date night with Mama sounds perfect. As they continued prepping for their evening ahead, 
The doorbell rang, and Pearson nearly fell over the babies on his way to open the door. On the porch stood Finn and Todd carrying their sleeping bags. Mrs. Hicks and Mrs. Wells were behind them with their backpacks. Mama Peters greeted them and invited them in for a brownie. The boys all ran upstairs to Pearson's room, and Penelope and Daddy Peters sat on the living room floor playing with the babies. Mama Peters handed Mrs. Wells and Mrs. Hicks a plate of brownies as they sat down at the kitchen table. Thanks so much for letting your boys come over. We're delighted they can join Pearson and Daddy Peters for this special camping trip. And Pearson is over the moon with excitement. Mrs. Wells laughed. <laughs> Are you kidding? Once Pearson asked Finn, there was no going back. This boy almost shed his skin in excitement. Mrs. Hicks added, And it's so great that Todd could come, because I have to work tonight. It's nice that Grandma gets a night off from babysitting, too. She's been having health issues recently, so even though I know she would never tell me, she could use a little downtime herself. Without hesitation, Mama Peters remarked, Oh, Mrs. Hicks, we would be happy to watch Todd any time. He's a true blessing to our family. Mrs. Hicks' eyes crinkled as she smiled. Oh, you folks have been wonderful for Todd. I don't know what's going on with him, but he sure has changed lately. And he's genuinely gotten sweeter since he's known you. Mama Peters looked delighted. Oh, we're so thankful that God has saved Todd. That has nothing to do with us, though, Mrs. Hicks, although we do appreciate your kind words. I don't know what all that means, Mrs. Hicks responded, but Todd is always reading the Bible that Daddy Peters gave to him, and I don't really mind because I grew up Catholic, and I'm pretty sure he's found God in his own way. That piqued Mama's interest. Oh, do you still go to Mass? Mrs. Hicks shook her head. Sadly, no. I sort of dropped the habit of going to church altogether. But don't get me wrong. I think church is great for people. Well, why don't you come along with us? Mama Peters asked. Would you like to come to church with us on Sunday? Truly, we would love to have you. Finn's mom, Mrs. Wells, had been sitting silently, but she spoke up. Oh, Mrs. Hicks, we would be so pleased if you could come. It would be a joy to have you. Mrs. Hicks turned red. Well, maybe I will then. You ladies are so nice. Suddenly... Their conversation was loudly interrupted when the boys came bounding down the stairs. You would have thought a plane was coming in for a landing the way the decibels ramped up as they rushed into the kitchen. Their excitement about the campout filled the room. They hardly even noticed their moms in their excitement until Mrs. Hicks stood up. All right, Todd, I've got to get to work. Todd walked over and gave his mom a big hug. Love you tons, Ma, Todd said enthusiastically. Mrs. Hicks laughed. <laughs> See? He's gotten to be so much more loving. Finn, too, hugged his mom goodbye, and the boys and Mama Peters walked their moms to the front door. After seeing them off, they ran back into the kitchen. Mama Peters began preparing a tray of hot dogs and buns and condiments. Daddy Peters, are your campers ready? Mama Peters yelled out. Daddy Peters sauntered in, looked at the boys, and teased. Wouldn't you guys rather just stay inside and, and, and get a good night's rest? We can go to bed early and everything. Daddy Peters, Pearson said emphatically. No way. Daddy P, this camping trip is going to be off the hook. You can't harsh her, Mello. Let's splash it, Todd yelled. Of course, that had Finn and Pearson breaking out into convulsive laughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Todd, the camping trip is still on. I sure wouldn't want anything to fall off a hook or anyone to have a Mello harshed. And if splashing means we're jumping in, then we'd better splash it in the deep end. Daddy Peters laughed. <laughs> As he playfully teased Todd about his phrases, he walked over to Mama Peters and kissed her, took the hot dogs and said, You're going to have to pray for me tonight, darling. 
I don't know how much splashing it I can take. I'm exhausted just thinking about tomorrow. Mama Peters laughed. <laughs> Better you than me, Daddy Peters. This was your idea, remember? She teased. If it were up to me, everyone would be asleep in their beds by seven. The boys looked at each other. Pearson groaned. Oh, we better get outside before Mama Peters has us in bed by seven. Once outside, Daddy Peters instructed the boys. Why don't you guys start collecting some twigs for our kindling? We can start the fire first and get the hot dogs nice and warmed up. The home camping trip was officially underway. And Daddy Peters demonstrated how to start a fire, tie a square knot, and hang a hammock. The boys enjoyed every second of it, but there was still more to come. They had ice cream sundaes, followed by s'mores and popcorn. Despite being tired, they were still pumped from the activity, so they asked Daddy Peters to tell them a story. That was all Daddy Peters needed. He didn't need to be asked twice. He told the story of how he and Mrs. Peters met at church. She was the prettiest lady in the whole choir, and I could hear that she was also the loudest, but her voice is still so pretty, and I remember it like it was yesterday. She was up there singing the line from, Come Just As You Are, and I felt like she was singing it just to me. So I wanted to walk up right then and there and say, Hey, listen, lady, I'm here. But I didn't. Daddy Peters' representation of how he met Mama Peters tickled the boy's funny bone. After that story ended, the boys asked Daddy Peters about his glory days, where he had been the starting punter for the championship football game in college. And Mama Peters had, in the past, described Daddy Peters as the most handsome punter she had ever seen in her life. Daddy Peters continued to regale the boys with the details of his college football playing days as a punter. But before he came to the best part, about the time that the football went flying from 45 yards through the uprights for the win, boys were snoozing in their sleeping bags. The boys awakened to the sound of a clanging triangle. Mama Peters rarely used the triangle, but wanted to give the camp out a feeling of authenticity. However, it took more than the tinkling of a triangle to rouse the boys from their exhaustion. They rubbed their eyes and yawned, but when they didn't come in quickly, Mama Peters sent Penelope out to the tent. Penelope took some glee, going around to each sleeping bag and shaking everyone awake. The sounds of, stop it! Come on, Pen! I'm tired! Didn't phase her, though. And the boys finally gave in. And then when she told him that Mama Peters had made pancakes and eggs and sausage, well, that really galvanized them. Everyone was inside, eating heartily moments later. Todd, your mom called. She ended up having to work late into the day. So I told her that if she's willing, we would have you stay the day and spend the night again. And she loved that idea. Your mom is going to actually meet us at church tomorrow morning. Todd's face lit up. Wow! No way! Hey, thanks, Mama P. My ma is going to come to church? He asked in disbelief. That's the plan. And Finn, I'd love you to stay again, too. We can ask your mom. The boys all high-fived each other <coughs> over the new plan, and the day went faster than they wanted. But it was a busy, fun-filled day. They all went to the park for some baseball practice while Mama Peters played with the babies on the baby swings. And afterwards, they went out for lunch and frozen yogurt. They returned home for family worship, led by Daddy Peters, after which they watched a movie, took showers, and then it was off to bed. Everyone was absolutely exhausted and fell asleep within moments of hitting their pillows. On the way to church the next morning, Todd remarked, Yo, Daddy P, thanks for having me. I had such an awesome time.
And I can't believe my ma is going to go to church today. Whoa! I don't know what she's going to think about church, though. Hey, Todd, let's pray right now that God will grant your mom the gift of salvation, just like he gave to you. For sure, Daddy P. Daddy Peters and everyone in the van respectfully bowed their head and closed their eyes as Daddy Peters asked the Lord to soften Todd's mom to the message of church that day. Daddy Peters ended the prayer with Amen, followed by a chorus of Amen from everyone else, well, except for the twins. As they entered the door of the sanctuary, they spotted Mrs. Hicks standing in the lobby waiting. She was happy to see everyone, and she and Todd embraced. Good morning, she greeted them. I love your dress, Mrs. Hicks, Mama Peters remarked, hugging her. Mrs. Hicks's dress was the picture of spring, a pastel blue dress with white polka dots. After an exchange of greetings and compliments, they all walked into the church and sat down. Mrs. Hicks looked a bit uncomfortable and seemed to feel out of place, but Todd held her hand through the singing time, and she finally appeared to be more at ease. Pearson wasn't trying to look at Mrs. Hicks, but when he glanced over, he noticed that she had tears running down her face during the message, which was entitled, He Suffered for Our Freedom. After the service, Mama Peters asked Mrs. Hicks and Todd to come over for lunch, and they gladly accepted. They had a chance during lunch to chat about the service. How'd you enjoy the service, Mrs. Hicks? Daddy Peters asked boldly. Oh, I really liked it. You know, it was so different than any service I've ever been to. I'd like to know more. And we would love to tell you more, Mrs. Hicks. The Protestant faith is much different than the Catholic faith, which actually surprises a lot of Catholics. Really? Well, now that surprises me. I thought we were all the same. Well, Daddy Peters continued, we do all believe in Jesus, but one of the main differences is that we believe in Jesus alone for salvation. He died on the cross to save us from our sins, but there is no way that we can earn our salvation. We need do nothing more than to repent of our sins and believe. We do not have to do any work for our salvation. Yes, that is a big difference, Mrs. Hicks responded. I did pick up on that in church today. I don't quite understand, though. How can we not have to do anything? And what does it really mean to repent? Mama Peters picked up where Daddy Peters had left off. When Jesus died, he took away the curse of sin for us. And we need only to be sorry for our sin and repent, which just means to turn away from our sin and turn toward Jesus. Hallelujah! Todd shouted. Todd, quiet down! Mrs. Hicks corrected her son. I can't help it, Ma. I'm just happy because Jesus changed me. I didn't have to do anything but repent. And I sin still, but I just keep on repenting. I used to not even care about what I said or or how mean I was, or, or nasty to people, and now I do care. And so when I blow it and I, and I sin, I, I just tell God I'm sorry. Daddy Peters and Mama Peters continued to explain the gospel to Mrs. Hicks. By the end, she noted, Well, I recognize that I need a change in my life, but you're just going to have to pray for me because right now I'm feeling overwhelmed. Once again, Daddy Peters bowed his head and began to pray aloud for Mrs. Hicks to give her eyes of understanding and to draw her heart to Jesus. After the lunch had ended, but before Mrs. Hicks and Todd departed, Mrs. Hicks promised to attend church again the following Sunday. But Mama Peters told her she would come by for a midweek visit to check in on her. The families hugged and Mrs. Hicks and Todd left for home. The Peters family was filled with much joy and hope that night. Joy over the opportunity to share the gospel with their friend and a hope that Mrs. Hicks would soon understand the grace of God as evidenced in the Lord Jesus Christ's death and resurrection.
They would all be praying that the Holy Spirit would open Mrs. Hicks's eyes so that she might receive the glorious, grand, and free gift of salvation. This is Grandmom's Corner. In today's story, you may have heard the word repent, which is an oft-used word in many of our stories. To repent doesn't just mean that you're sorry for your sin or that you feel bad about what you've done wrong or you're sorry because you don't want to get in trouble. Frequently, people will say, oh, I'm sorry, and they don't really mean it. They just want to get out of the mess they've made for themselves. But to repent means to go one way and then turn around the exact opposite way that you were going. It's as Todd in the story said, before he knew Jesus, he didn't really care if he sinned. But after he came to understand that he was a sinner, that he needed Jesus, he needed to confess and repent of his sins, he began to care whether he was mean to somebody or whether he hurt somebody's feelings. And that's a sign of repentance, that you don't want to sin before God. We want to do right, but so often we blow it. But we must always remember 1 John 1.9, a verse you've probably heard from us many times. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I've mentioned before how I teach a first grade Sunday school class at church. Unfortunately, I haven't taught for a couple months because of the situation in our world. But one of the lessons I've taught over the years is from Matthew about John the Baptist baptizing Jesus. You've probably seen someone baptized in your church. Baptism doesn't help anyone get to heaven. Baptism comes after you know Jesus. It is a public sign. In other words, when you're being baptized in front of a bunch of people at church, you're saying, I know Jesus, and I want you to know I know Jesus too. If you've heard the story of John the Baptist, you'll remember him as kind of an offbeat guy. He hung out a lot in the wilderness, his clothes were camel's hair, and he ate locusts and honey, but he also preached to the people. And his message was, repent, and turn to Jesus. And one day Jesus came to him and instructed John the Baptist, who happened to be his cousin, to baptize him. John was stunned. What? Me baptize you, Jesus? I'm not even worthy to untie your shoes. And when the people would ask him if he was the Messiah, he would say, no, I'm pointing the way for Jesus to come. He's the Messiah, believe in him. My husband wrote a poem for me about John the Baptist to read to the first grade class. But since I've not had a chance to read it to them, I'm going to read it to you. Out to the barren desert by God was sent a rugged man named John who preached repent. His food was bugs with honey wild and rare. He wore an itchy outfit weaved with camel hair. Traveling far, Jewish leaders came to hear this guy prophesy for God, then give baptism a try. Not you, roared John with a bony finger shake. This water's not a place for an ugly bunch of snakes. You think it is the greatest to call Abraham your dad. God knows you're the worst kid's father Abram ever had. You're proud and mean, judgmental when you talk. God can make some better children out of chunks of desert rock. By the power in his words, the listening crowds were stunned. They wondered, Is it possible that John could be the one? No, I go before him. That's the only job I'll do. The fact is, I'm not worthy to bend down and tie his shoe. One day as he was preaching, 
John was startled in surprise. It's Jesus coming forward with a twinkle in his eyes. Please baptize me, my cousin, for now my time has come. The prophet stopped his message, almost as if his lips were numb. Lord, I, I cannot do it. I'm not worthy, can't you see? If any baptizing's going on, you ought to baptize me. For righteousness, the Savior said, this time it must be so to do the will of God within the river Jordan's flow. They stepped into the water, rolling gentle and waist high. I baptize you in water, Lord, John murmured with a sigh. The spirit then descended, silent, peaceful like a dove. When a voice boomed out of heaven, listen, this is the son I love. The Savior's saving mission launched from Jordan on that day. His words so oft repeated, O sinner, I'm the way. With suffering path before him, the lost he found and saved, its end, redemption glory, when he rose up from the grave. If you don't know the story of John the Baptist, make sure to go and read about him in the Bible or have your parents teach you about him. The Lord willing, we'll be here next week with a new story about the Peter's children. Bye for now.